This is KMTT, Kimitzion Titzay Torah, in uh, the summer's man, starting uh, now after Pesach. We'll be having a series of shiurim by Harav Moshe Tarragon on Pekei Avot, to complement, hopefully, your own learning of Pekei Avot each week, a different parak, one Mishnah, one idea, from each parak keeping up with the general learning. Harav Moshe Tarragon. The eighth Mishnah of Parak Shlishi of Avos cites a very um, well-known, one could even say provocative, statement of Rav Meir. It's stated by Rabbi Dustoy Baryanai, a Tana. It doesn't appear that often in Shas and Mishnayos, and Mishnayos only one other time in Erevin. He quotes Rav Meir as claiming, Whoever forgets his Torah study, and here of Meir is quite specific, Davar Achad, even one small detail. Very harsh statement. Notice the mission doesn't say Ischayev Misa. We wouldn't actually Chalila Bachas administer the death penalty, but the Torah treats him or characterizes him as someone Ischayev Misa. And Rabbi Meir cited the Pasuk in Veschanan. Pasuk in Veschanan, at a literal level, in Devarim Parak Dalad, refers to remembering the events at Har Sinai, the great miracles, according to some Rishonim, this is actually an Isser to forget, or a mitzvah to retell the actual story of Har Sinai, not just to teach Torah. Hishamer lecha, be careful, pen es hadvarim asher re'u'enecha. Perhaps you'll forget the events you witnessed, trufenya sirum ilvavcha kol yamechayecha, and you will remove from your hearts, again, presumably, this Pasuk describes the events at Harsinai. Sinai. You should teach your children. The day that you stood in front of Hashem at Har Sinai. So the literal reading of the of the Pasuk in Veschana refers to the events of Har Sinai. You should tell the story, tell the tale, not forget. Teach your children. Rav Meir, however, interpreted not just as a reference to Harsinai, but as a reference to the content of Harsinai, to the Torah, which HaKadosh Baruch Hu delivered to us at Harsinai. And hence, Rabbi Meir derived from this Pasuk that a person who forgets his Torah study is considered, considered as if is Chayv Misa. Again, the very harsh, caustic language of the Pasuk. Hishamar Lecha Ushmar as if forgetting Torah is equivalent to someone who is lackadaisical or unconcerned, unperturbed by his own safety. He's like Yitzchayev Misa. Now, the Mishnah is quite aware of the caustic nature of the statement. I mean, it's only human nature to forget. People forget things. So the Mishnah concludes, the Mayor concludes, So you would think that even if something is too hard to remember or you're learning too much and new information replaces old information, because your learning is too difficult, you forget some of it, you would think that you're also included within this concern. So the conclusion of the Pasuk in Vyaschana, Hishamar Lecha, you may remove it from your heart. So you're only chayev ad shiyeshev 
the Yasirem Milibo. Until you actively and um, aggressively force yourself to forget your Torah study. Now, of course, one of the things in life we can't force ourselves or compel ourselves to do is to forget something, right? That's two things we can't force ourselves to or to fall asleep and to forget. These are both gifts, which HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us. That's why we make a bracha before we go to sleep, because we recognize HaKadosh Baruch Hu's power to allow us to fall asleep. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we'll talk about this a little bit later, gave us the ability to forget. Forgetting is, is a talent. It's, it's, it's not just a talent, but it's a trait Hashem gave us. And some people have a harder time. They're obsessive, compulsive minds. And they don't forget things. And it's important for us to forget insult and tragedy and suffering. And the two, of course, um, the two gifts of HaKadosh Baruch Hu typically occur in unison. When we sleep at night, we taste that sweet toxin of forgetting that HaKadosh Baruch Hu allowed us. We can forget yesterday's struggles and yesterday's failures and yesterday's frustrations and hopefully awake to a new morning of hope and a new morning of possibility. So, interpreting this conclusion of the Mishnah, you're only chayev until you actively um, remove Torah study from your heart, with different interpretations. Some say you abandon Torah study entirely. Very often, just remaining active in the world of Torah study provides a synergetic effect. You may be learning Bava Metziah, but you're, um, you're, you're involved in the world of Torah, you're exercising the tools of Torah study, and the peripheral, modular nature of Torah study means that while you're studying a topic in Bava Metziah, deep down you're also reviewing and, at some level, reinforcing your knowledge in Psachim or in uh, Kachim or in Zvachim. Um, others interpreted Ad, Shiasirim, Milibo, not just that you abandon Torah study, but something even more subtle. You make no effort to review or no effort at some point to lock in information. So just by merely um, ignoring it, Torah floats out of your imagination. It's a very interesting madrash. Typically, Torah is compared primarily in Shir Hashirim, but also in Yeshaya. It's compared to wine, it's compared to water, and it's compared to oil. So the Medrash is actually Gemara and Tainus says, why is it compared to these three forms of liquid, of drink? And the Medrash and Shirim provides numerous, almost dozens, I think two dozen, close to two dozen interpretations of why water, why wine, why shemen. But the Gemara and Tainus on Dach Zayin sums it up. Lomelecha, Shlosha, Mashkin, Halalu. These three drinks, Ein Nifsalam Ela Behesach Hadas. They are at least in the days of Chazal, they're prohibited to drink if you haven't guarded them or watched them or supervised them. Those days, Yayin Megula or Mayin Megula, wine or water, which had been exposed, was prohibited to drink out of fear that a snake may have deposited venom into these drinks or other types of venomous creatures. Of course, in our day, because uh, in most cases in civilized urbanized areas where you don't live with venomous animals, we are allowed to partake with the drink of exposed liquids. But the Gemara continues, So this Gemara in Tainus, as opposed to the Mishnah Perkyavos, Mishnah Perkyavos describes some active attempt to forget Torah. Again, you can't forget something you've studied actively, but abandoning Torah study 
paying attention, investing time and interest in other pursuits and ignoring, neglecting the importance of Torah study could be an emotional shift. The Gemara Tainas, again, isn't stated in the same frontal terminology as the Mishnah and Avos, but it talks about a Hesachadas, not reviewing, not um, locking in your Torah study, not cataloging, right? with different people, different manners of review. For some people, the reviewing is performed sequentially, nuggets or, or nodes of information. Other people, a review is performed topically by organizing ideas. One of the powers of analytical learning is that you take this massive chaotic information that certainly Torah presents itself as and organize it into topics and you're able to remember them topically. What are the three cases of um, that exhibit this tendency, that characteristic, what are the nafkaminos of this question? It's not just a way to understand better, but a way to catalog. And cataloging is a mnemonic device to try to remember. Either way, the mission in Taina is Bimon, someone who's just ignored his Torah. So this, of course, is a very, very well-known statement of Rabbi Meir. It's very harsh. Again, it doesn't just talk about the importance of remembering Torah, but he claims, Ki'ilu mischayev binach, as if you're chayev misa. And the Mishnah, in the end, qualifies only someone that doesn't make every possible effort to remember his Torah, either by actively taking some sort of action or behavior that causes forgetting, or ignoring the Torah so that it slowly slips out of consciousness and out of memory. Either way, it's important to note that there are really two different interpretations of this Mishnah. Many we shown him, the Rabbeinu Yonah, the Rabbeinu Avajami Bartanura, um, I would say, tempered this Mishnah. Benyana claims that the Mishayib bin Nafsho is not a product of forgetting Torah. Even if a person forgets Torah negligently, or he's uh, with culpability, with, with some sort of negligence and uh, responsibility, you can't call that person Mishayib bin Nafsho. Maybe someone with Torah study, isn't sufficiently heightened, whose Torah interest isn't sufficiently um, intensified. The person can't be considered Mishayib bin Nafsha. Rabbeinu Yonah claims Rabbeinu Avajim Baratinura by forgetting Torah. So you may issue inappropriate Pisgah Halacha. You may record and convey inaccurate Torah information. That's already a much more severe crime. By conveying inaccurate Torah information, especially in the context of a psaq, which will be actionable, you could cause halachic infraction. You could cause the actual, um, the language of Rebbeinu Avajah, b'shvil shalachazer aleha, you haven't reviewed your Torah, mitoch shechachasa huba lahatir asaser. You may mistakenly permit something which is aser, v'nintzas takala ba'aliyado, and you'll cause halachic infraction, or halachic error. That already is a much more serious error, much more serious crime. So in theory, someone who's concerned about forgetting the Torah either won't issue a halachic psaq at all, or will only issue it after reviewing that particular area assiduously and carefully. But according to Abbein Ovadia, the act of forgetting Torah, or the phenomena of forgetting Torah per se, cannot be deemed severe enough to be considered uh, worthy of capital punishment. Again, even the language of the Mishnah is somewhat tempered. The Mishnah says, But at the same token, even that association was too severe for Rabbeinu Avajah and Rabbeinu Yonah, and they meet, reinterpreters referring to someone who may err in issuing halachic psaq, halachic doctrine. Um, secondarily, Rabbeinu Avajah quotes a different reason Torah can protect us. Torah has the 
miraculous supernatural ability to protect. Any Hashem Rofech, a person who studies Torah, is granted higher levels of Ashkacha, higher levels of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's providence, higher levels of relationship with the Rabbani Shalom. The Mishnah earlier in the third parak of Perkyav was talking about someone who sits and learns Torah. And Hashem is there, the Shekhinah is there. This is Mishnah above, that even one person who studies Torah, the Shekhinah visits him. If the Shekhinah visits him, presumably that person has greater protection and greater shelter. By forgetting that Torah, so formulaically, that protection is removed and the person is in danger. And perhaps the phrase, that phrase is a bit of a hyperbole. It doesn't mean you're Chayi but you're creating unnecessary or additional peril by um, reducing the impact of Torah protection. Either way, both the Rabbeinu Yonah and the Rabbeinu Ovadja in their interpretations severely alter the straight and direct interpretation of this mission. It doesn't mean Yechayev Misa, that means that there could be byproducts and consequences of forgetting Torah study, which are very serious and border even on physical danger or uh, even a, a punitive type of punishment for issuing incorrect psalm. But without question, the simple reading of the Mishnah is very different from the Rebbeinu Yonah and from the Rebbeinu Avati. The simple reading of the Mishnah is that person who forgets his Torah, even if he doesn't issue a psaac, and even if he doesn't embark on anything dangerous and doesn't create physical peril, that person is Chayiv Misa. And there are certain words considered as if he's Chayiv Misa. And there are clearly are parallel sources in Chazal which bemoan and even speak in very, very graphic term about someone who studies Torah and forgets it. So, for example, the Gemara in Sanhedrin quotes Rabbi Shua ben Karcha, whoever studies Torah and doesn't review it is likened to someone who plants and doesn't harvest. Um, Rabbi Shua said the same statement. And Rabbi Yoshua went even further. Rabbi Shua ben Karcha likened it to an agricultural setting. It's futile. It's study, but you work and if you don't recall your Torah, then you won't harvest and you won't um, you won't benefit necessarily from Torah. Um, Rishua adds a statement which adds a I would say a tragic note to it, a sadder note. Rishua Omer, so again, Sanhedrin, Sadiq Testament Aleph, Kohalome Torah Umeshakha Domen Leisha Sheoledes Vikoveres. Be likened to a woman who gives birth and buries the child. There's a death of something, not just lost potential, but there's a death, there's a tragedy. It's a, not part of the natural sequence. The natural sequence is to give birth to something and to see it live and grow and prosper and develop and nurture. And uh, the infinity of Torah study, even if we know something, um, we continue to develop and review it. As I mentioned earlier, um, the inverse of forgetting Torah is continuing to develop and to return to your ideas and update them and advance them and recrystallize or reconstitute your ideas and develop new insights into your Torah study. And that's something which is evoked by the inverse metaphor of Ibn Yeshua. Presumably, the inverse of someone who forgets Torah and the inverse of a woman who buries her child is a woman whose child doesn't just live, but prospers and grows and develops and evolves. And our Torah has to evolve. Our Torah should never be the same Torah. Bechol Yom, Chazal Darshan, our Torah should morph and evolve in very different ways. We should never study, obviously study old Torah, but we view our old Torah. 
and um, the greatest way to avoid forgetting is to continue to develop your ideas because developing your ideas requires reviewing your previous perspective and changing them and modifying them. Um, there are several mentions throughout various Midrashim and it's actually a Gemara in Chagiga. Um, again, based on Psukim both in Eo, Psukim in Kohalas, Psukim in Shirashirim, Kara is compared to um, utensils of gold, in other cases, utensils of glass. So, for example, the Gemara Chagiga, Tazvav and Aleph, Lo Yarchen and Zahabus, Chuchisit, Hurasakli, Pazit, Pasik, and Eo, Parachapes, Chafes. So, the Gemara Darshins, Elu Divrei Tara. This is a reference to Torah study. Shekashim liknosam kichlizav uklipaz, they're difficult to acquire because they're expensive, as gold utensils. Vinochim laabdam kichlizchuchis, but they're easily broken or easily lost, as um, glass, glass, because the Pasuk mentions both gold and glass, so the Gemara Chagiga sees this as a reference to the two sides of Torah. They're difficult to acquire as gold, but they're easy to lose as gra- glass, either because glass isn't so valuable and people lose them easily or unless when it breaks it's harder to reform um, either way both this gemara in chagiga tesvav and the gemara in edrin tes, both of these gemaras do not speak about the crime of forgetting Torah simply because by forgetting Torah you may issue an incorrect psaac by forgetting Torah you uh, remove or uh, eliminate whatever extra providence in Hashkacha, your Torah study initially provided. Both of these Gemaras lament forgetting Torah on its own terms, because it's the infinite word of Hashem, and forgetting it means you have lost some of that contact and understanding of HaKadosh Baruch In modern times, or relative modern times, this position was adopted in a very, very dramatic and very non-conventional format and curriculum by the original Lubavitcher Rebbe. The original Lubavitcher Rebbe in the Shulchan Arach, what is known colloquially in the world of Torah as Shulchan Arach Harav, in the fourth in the section of Yeridea, after he cites the halachas of Talmud Torah, the halachas of Talmud Torah are cited in Shulchan Arach in Yeridea. After he cites the halachas of Talmud Torah, authors a kuntras divrei Talmud Torah, a little section extolling the importance of Talmud Torah and the virtues and how to study Torah, and he suggests the following curriculum. Most yeshivas, obviously each yeshiva and each Torah curriculum is different. But in almost every Torah curriculum, there is some time allocated for what is called chazara, for review. In more uh, elementary settings, the review is mediated and enabled by testing. In more advanced settings, where tests hopefully are less necessary, less vital, so there are variants allotted for chazara. In the yeshiva, in Gush Etzion, Haaretzion, so we perform Chazara more or less Hanukkah time, which is about two and two months into, or two and a half months into this month, two and a half months of study. Another Chazara is performed Pesach time, another two, three months afterwards. And then a final Chazara is performed before Tisha B'Av, reviewing all the material study during the summer from Pesach to Tisha B'Av. So the ratio in Yeshiva is a collective communal Chazara once every three months, not to mention personal chazaras, whether it's every day, whether it's every week. I know that when I give share, I try to give a chazara share once a week, just a quick review. So everyone has their own quote. And I'm sure in each yeshiva, in each setting, in each share, the ratio is different. But every yeshiva allocates, and every Torah framework should allocate some time for review. 
But in most cases, the review is secondary, subsidiary. Even in the most extreme cases, I can't imagine that the review session would last longer than the actual learning, for obvious reasons. The Bob Cherebi felt that this mission should be taken literally and implemented literally. Since a person who forgets any of his terror studies committing a crime so severe that it's likened to a capital offense, so a person doesn't have the right to ever study any new Torah until and unless he has reviewed all his previously studied Torah and has locked in that information and has memorized it or remembered it, uh, um, committed it to memory. So his recommendation for curriculum is basically when the day begins to review all of your Torah study until that point, and with whatever time it remains after that review, and of course that review time will increase as the person's Torah study increases, whatever little time is available to go weiter, as we say, to learn a little bit of extra Torah, to create a very, very lopsided situation. Imagine a and a, a middle-aged person who comes in, he could spend hours and hours and hours reviewing his Torah. Now again, you can imagine that as the uh, Hazara sessions tend to repeat themselves, he develops skills and tactics to um, create shortcuts, to uh, abbreviate the amount of time involved in review. Still, would occupy the lion's share of his time. But he took this mission literally and recommended a literal implementation. As I mentioned before, most Torah frameworks didn't and don't adopt Lubavitcher Rebbe's recommendation. But I still think the Mishnah, in its barest form, even if it isn't reinterpreted like Riviona or Viniona or Vinovagia, it's an important message about the infinity of Torah about recognizing Torah as the will of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Very interesting a series of Midrashim. Um, the Midrash, I think it's in Parshish Kitisa, claims that had Am Yisrael heard the Torah entirely from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, they would never have forgotten it. Fortunately, this Midrash laments. We only heard two Dibros from Hashem, Anochi Hashem, Elokecha, and Lo Yelecha, the only two we heard directly from Hashem, the rest were relayed indirectly from through Moshe Rabbeinu. But if we heard the entire Torah, we would never have forgotten it. Interesting matters. The matters could be interpreted literally. There would have been some supernatural force delivered in those words that would have prevented it from slipping out of the human mind. Or it could be interpreted rationally. Memory is not just an intellectual skill. Memory is a personal decision. We remember information that's important to us. Like you don't forget your birthday. You don't forget uh, your anniversary. You don't forget important things in life. Um, people that are fans of sports, or there's certain sports events that lodge themselves in our memory because they cause emotional excitement. And we latch on to that information. And we think about it from time to time. We don't forget it. To the degree that a person views Torah as the infinite divine word of Hashem, well, that's something that should be and would be committed to memory. And if we don't commit it to memory, it's almost as if we, we lose sight of its divinity. We don't see it as Devar Hashem. We just see it as information, as Jewish law, as Jewish ritual. You know, we know it to be Devar Hashem, but how deeply do we feel it and sense it? 
as the Varashev. If HaKadosh Baruch Hu came to you in a dream tonight uh, and said some words to you, a direct conversation, a direct uh, communication, imagine you'd wake up and try your damnedest to remember what he said and block it in, review it. You'd remember it for the rest of your life. So the mission, uh, excuse me, the Medrash can be interpreted not just mystically. There'd be some mystical element of Torah which would enable full retention. Then it can also be seen rationally. That if we value Torah as a Dvar Hashem, then we're less likely to forget it. And if we heard it directly from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it would have been easier for us to not just detect, but to sense deeply and enduring fashion the divine nature of Torah. Because we trivialize Torah, we diminish its importance, even in subtle forms that we're not consciously aware of. Now, I'm not talking about someone who disparages Chas Shalom or who uh, um, belittles Torah, but because in our mind we don't sufficiently value it, it slips out of our memory. And I think this Mishnah in Perkeavos has to be associated with that Medrash. I think it's a Medrash in Parshas Kitisa. There's a parallel Medrash in the first parak of Kohalas Rabbah. The Medrash is commenting um, on the fact that Pasuk Venasatiyasli Biba Vidrosh Vasurba Chachma, which Barcho gave the Torah Lanosba to the Russian exact language of the Pasuk. The exact language of the Pasuk, Venasati, Eslibi, Lidrosh, Vilasur, Bechachma. Shalom says, I've set my attention to examine, to investigate wisdom, Alkala, Shur, Naasa, Tachas, Hashemayim, Hu, Inyan, Ra. It's a terrible, terrible idea. Nasan, Elokim, Levne, Adam, La'anazba. Hashem gave this pursuit of Chachma to man. It's a very harsh statement. La'anazba, to, to torture him, to almost tease him. So the Mishnah interprets um, Zero Shiputa Shal Tara. This is the struggle of Tara. Shadam Lame Tara the Shachacha. Person studies Tara and forgets it, and Shlomo Hamelch is bemoaning, is lamenting that struggle of mankind. Studies and he forgets. Very interesting. That same Medrash in Kohelas cites the dissenting opinion. Rev Tuvia B'Sheik Meb Yitzchak. The Rabbanon quarter of Yitzchak, Rav Tuvia quarter of Yitzchak. Litovaso Adam Lame Tara Vishochech. Forgetting Tara is itself a gift. It's for man's benefit. It's not for man's torture, not for man's manipulation or exploitation, but for his benefit. I mentioned before that forgetting in general is beneficial to man. We forget our sorrows, we forget our agonies and anxieties, we forget our failures, we forget our mortality from time to time, which allows us to be optimistic, allows us to have a cheery disposition of life, we forget our illnesses. Um, it's important to forget. We forget tragedies. And as I mentioned, it's, it's not an action that can be cognitively or actively chosen or executed. It has to be enabled by the chesed of HaKadosh Baruch But you would not assume that forgetting Torah is beneficial to man. But Rabbi Tuvia, quoted Rabbi Yitzchak, is claiming that it was. Had a person studied Torah and never forgotten it, he'd study Torah, he'd complete Torah, and then having completed Torah, he'd move on to, so to speak, bigger and better things. As a person studies Torah and forgets it, 
You never abandon Tara. So Rabbi Yitzchak puts a very romantic twist on it. We're human beings. We forget. That's the reality of our humanity. But the heroic response to the reality of our forgetting is that we pursue it relentlessly our entire lives, knowing that we'll never complete it, but not being crushed by the enormity of it, by the frustrating futility of how little we remember. And somehow I think our attitude has to fall somewhere between these two positions in the matter. So on the one hand, there has to be this objective, idealistic, frontal recognition and embrace of our Mishnah, despite Rabbi Yuvena Yonah's uh, softening and tempering. I think that's to be a confrontation, an exposure, a recognition, and an embrace of the immortality of Torah. Torah is infinite. Torah is the, the will of Hashem. And there's a tragedy when it's forgotten. And it's a tragedy when we don't study hard enough. And it's a tragedy when we prioritize other pursuits. The person has to have the strength of character that can sense that tragedy and try to respond and recover from that tragedy. On the other hand, we're human beings. And as human beings, we're apt to forget and we're apt to be intellectually limited and we're apt to reach our mental cerebral limitations, whether it's in not understanding or in forgetting. But as human beings, we commit and recommit and endure and persist and persevere and spend their life studying Torah. Various midrashim about a person who's zocha, a person who has his faculties intact and is supposed to study Torah even the day he passes from this world. And we try. The beautiful Medrash in Parshish Kitisa. That after the 40 days and 40 nights on Har Sinai, Sabosha turns to Kodesh Baruch Hu and says, I forgot all the Torah I studied. Hashem says, you know what, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. I'll give you now the gift of Torah. Moshe would never have been a candidate to receive Hashem's divine gift of Torah had he not studied relentlessly. But even Moshe is a human being, and even Moshe can't possess the entirety of Torah. He recognizes that, he acknowledges it, he's humble about it, and both the recognition and the effort, the humility and the candor make him a prime candidate to receive a divine gift. So it's a beautiful Mishnah in Perkei Perkei a very harsh Mishnah, Mishnah which has to be dissected and applied on many levels about Tara and the human penchant for forgetting.